We're just getting started. <laughs> oh, you think that's on? I'm just getting started. <laughs> we got much more to go. Lots of cackling in between. Much music. Mm-hmm. What was this guy's name? A sipper ripper or something like that? Okay. Well, I've started the podcast. Oh, okay. And some, some people may hear what sounds like plastic shifting across uh, floors. Mm, no. And that would be... Plastic shifting. Plastic shifting across floors because so the dog has a coat. <laughs> and he's playing. And he's also two inches off of the ground, so... So he's decided to blossom verbally. <laughs> you, don't know the you know what that's called? Growth. <laughs> you don't know the reference? No. It's Raven talking about uh, Tyra Sanchez on RuPaul's Drag Race Season 2. The RuPaul's Drag Have you seen all of the internet currently? I want to get one of those I ornaments. want those ugly-ass RuPaul it's ornaments like so bucks. bad. Yes. And I'm sure the person that is illegally making them is uh, making a shit ton of money right now because everyone's trying to buy them. Uh, Trixie bought like... She said she bought like 10. Yeah. She's well, they like, say. I just bought 10 for these. <laughs> but, uh, and then RuPaul said, catch me outside, bitch. Yeah. After she quote tweeted her. <clears throat> but then also I saw Shea Coulee was like... Uh, I bought one too. Well, no, before she said that, she was like, uh, Mother Ru has just done so much for me. Uh, so that is why I support her in this endeavor. Uh, so I went out and bought one. <laughs> and I was... That was a chair, I swear. It's because you're big. <laughs> <laughs> very um uh, there's a lot of movement in yeah. this chair uh and it's because of me uh but yeah i was like shay coulee i shady bitch sh- is he calling oh no that's him <laughs> no it's still the plastic shifting on the floor because now the toy is stuck between two of the legs no and he's licking under the leg is he doing <laughs> he loves dust <laughs> I love dust. He, I mean, he does look like a mop, so that makes sense. I love to rub him on the floor. Mm-hmm. He's cleaning. He's cleaning. the mop. He's, he's the mop. I'm the mop. I'm the mop. I'm the mop. Go, he's a mop. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's wow. the podcast. Um, I saw oh, another... my. <laughs> oh, my God. I saw another one where it was the same face, but it was that the one from the makeup challenge where he's just like, <laughs> and the blue eyeshadow. Yeah. And they put it on top of RuPaul's face. <laughs> but that also fits. Uh, but what I've also it? seen all the one with like the th- the middle finger whenever she flicks <laughs> off Utica. And it's like when RuPaul does her own makeup. <laughs> does her and has the face over the top of her. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> um, have you been aware, made aware of the Yassify train? Oh my god. I love the Yassify. I do not, I don't understand it. Where the fuck did it come from? And why? It's, I found the, the account. It's Yassify. Yeah, the Yassified bot. Yeah. And- yeah. He's like, I, I'm not a bot. I'm a real person. I, I just got a month of uh, Facetune Pro for mm-hmm. free, so I'm just doing this. I'm just doing this for fun. Um, but then there's that picture of Harry Styles in the green coat. Yeah, and so somebody was like, "Who <laughs> yesified the Grinch?" <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. But then people tried to yesify the. Uh... The RuPaul doll, too, the, or the <laughs> ornament. Like, there's just too much going on. And they were talking, and they were like, 
to all the people telling me to yassify Charlie XCX, I cannot make that bitch slay any more than she already does. <laughs> what? What are you doing? Are you back to licking the floorboards again? Coco. No response. <laughs> Coco. That, that was kind of like the um, the Wendy Williams moment whenever she goes, uh, but what was that? James. <laughs> I don't know that one. Oh, you do not know that one. No. So it's like, I guess like a Halloween episode or something like that. And like everyone in the audience is, is dressed up. And she's just like in the middle of the sentence. She goes, she's like, uh, 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 what was that? Because <laughs> they're going to haunt you on live television. And the camera cuts to this like person who's just like standing, not standing up, but like very, sitting up very straight in the crowd that's wearing like this like very obviously fake zombie mask and just like zooms in on them a little bit more and then she goes james <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb but it cracks me up so much and so like uh this entire weekend because that's one of lauren's favorite quotes to say uh so this weekend uh anytime that something happened uh we'd be like what was that james <laughs> it's just it's stupid but of course it's the internet yeah. and we have to take uh comedy from that how did you? You were if you could you if you would you if you could you, did you, you could do anything. Um, you went to Renaissance Festival. Yes, I did attend. Yes. yes, I invented the language. Originated the language. I'm sorry, the quote was wrong. Um, yeah, we went to Renfest this weekend. How many weirdos were there, In- excluding you? So everyone minus one then. Oh, okay. <laughs> but if you include me, sure. it's everyone plus me. Oh, oh, well, that just seems like everyone. Yeah. Mm. You're a weirdo. Do you see this body? Lumpy. <laughs> lumpy, lumpy. Wooden. <laughs> Crustacean. <laughs> I got claws. Uh, yeah, this year we we actually uh, went camping both nights. We normally show up on Saturday morning and uh, get to dressed um, and then go to the festival. But this time we were like, let's camp the night before so then we can get to the festival even earlier. Got the same time. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, oh my god, this is the earliest we've ever gotten to the festival. And I'm like, is it? But then again, I don't ever know, because I'm always drunk by the time we left, leave the campground anyway. So, Did you get lost in a lake and smoke uh, Meth. cocaine? <laughs> I didn't smoke cocaine. No, I did not do that this year. Uh, I was apparently quite, not quite, ty- quite tame. I was never tame. Uh, but I was not the one who was in trouble this year. It was instead my boyfriend and brother. Uh, oh. They... <laughs> Oh, I forgot your brother went. Yeah, we were in line. I yeah, us three were in line to get them food because both of them were a little toasted. Uh, and they were like, "Hey, we're gonna go to the bathroom." And I was like, "Hey, it's right over there. Like, go." Uh, sure enough, I get up to the front after waiting, you know, n- another twenty minutes, get the food, and I'm waiting with these like trays of of Polish food, and they never show up. And I'm like, "Yeah, I can't carry these things, so uh, I have to carry them and put them against my belly and so then there's like Polish juices which is getting all over my body and so I go and find my friends and they're like yeah, they're not here either. So they were missing for like a full hour and they had my phone because I didn't have pockets. So I had no way to contact my brother or Alejandro and no one else had his cell phone number. So I'm like, this is great. This is great. Somehow they were able to get in a hold of Lauren uh, and we found them. But I was frustrated uh but i calmed down and i was just happy we found them but anyways it was a good time it was a good time (laughs) this was in no i guess it was still open so it's not in the evening it was daylight it was still daylight yeah 
Yeah, this oh was like gosh. three or I'm four in the afternoon. That everyone's okay. Everyone's safe. Everyone's okay. He's getting up. I'm telling you, he's like a Swiffer. Yeah. Uh, but then um, we went to the After Dark festivities, which was always fun. Uh, lots of naked Jenga. Um, we didn't participate. You, How do you, oh, you have to take clothes off if you pull No. No, so you pull it out and it tells you, like, things oh, to take okay, off. Okay. And then, like, if you knock it over, you have to get completely naked and, like, walk around, like, the arena. And do a witch chant. Correct. Uh, but then they also make sure that, like, they have, like, bouncer people that are always around there. They're, like, no phones. So, like, they make sure that you don't have your phone anywhere. Um, which is good. Uh, but, yeah. Then we danced around some fire, danced around some, uh, listened to some bongo drums while dancing around a fire. Uh, it gets kind of wild. And then we found a random gay party that had, like, gay flags everywhere. And they were, like, playing, uh, like, Dua Lipa and, like, a lot of gay music. You mean Dua Lipa? Yeah. Uh, and we were doing a lot of dancing, and then all of a sudden, and like they had like smoke, ma- uh, smoke bubble machines, so like bubbles that were like made with like fog. Um... <laughs> There's nothing I can do about this. <laughs> it's okay. I just think it's hilarious. Um, it's not even in his mouth. He's just attacking it, vibing. <laughs> you know this toy that's laying right here on the couch. Let me just lay on it and growl at it. <laughs> It's like his cat now. I love that it's also like sitting in his cone now. He's like, let me just... He'll just kind of like take it around sometimes. <laughs> oh, God. He gets to take it off tonight, so okay. I'm excited for him to have a good sleep. I think he's also excited about it. I don't think he gives a shit anymore. No. He's just like, this is my life now. I'm just going to run into things with it. Um, yeah, and so... <laughs> just flying around. Uh, so we found this gay party, and uh, we were we were really dancing. Everyone was dancing, and then in the middle of a song, they're just like, "No, just turn it all off, turn off all the lights." And they were like, "We're done here." Good and night. I was like, "Oh, okay." You showed up. Yeah, and so then we're all just like standing there, like, "Oh, something must have happened." Like someone tripped on the cord or something like that. And they were all just like standing there with like their arms like crossed, and it's like, "Oh no, they're they're like done, done." So then we left. <laughs> Wait, how many people were at this gay party? Um, hundred, hundred fifty people. Oh. Oh, yeah, it's like a little like, like fenced area. It's just ten, and then you guys come over and they're like, "No, no, nope. get these shitty nope. people out of here." We danced like five or six songs, maybe maybe longer. I don't know. I was kind of drunk. Uh, kind of drunk. I was really drunk. Um, but yeah, it was uh, a lot of fun. We were we were uh, we were vibing. Oh, and then of course during the Dua Lipa song, uh, I decided to have a full performance in my barbarian garb. Uh, just showing even more that it was the gay, 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 gay. But what's new? Well, barbarian. You wore a harness. It's not a barbarian. I didn't wear a harness. I wore a lot of fur. Very skinny. Over top of my harness. It was actually just a bra. <laughs> bra <laughs> and panties. <laughs> but it was all fur. <laughs> I'm a sexy barbarian. And let me tell you, that fabric does not stretch. It's a lot of chafing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the back of it's just like waffle knit like carpet. <laughs> just scratching everything. everything. Like, oh, this is very comfortable. <laughs> Kept me warm though. People Oh, can I give you a hug? You look so cozy. Oh yeah. yeah. A very it's cozy. So nice. Not scratching me at all. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was a good, uh, good little adventure. Uh, I remember most of it, and uh, we'll keep it at that, you know? 
What happens at Renfest? Stays, stays at, at Renfest. I'm just so yeah. random. <laughs> um, I went to the theater. Mm. What I did you go Sister see? Act. Sister Act. Not the theater like movies for common folk. Theater <laughs> like the play. Not the E-R. It's the R-E. R-E. <laughs> theater. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it was a musical. Uh-huh. It was lovely. A musical? The children are interested in it. Oh. Um, are they going to pursue a career in acting? Jazz said she would. Mm. So She's going to be a singer. It's going to be my ticket to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living vicariously. You just children. get her to be a child star. Uh, you make a lot of money off of her. Um, and then... Uh, I don't want to go the full Britney Spears round, but it has not been looking good for her. No, parents. it's not. Uh, uh, or like a Macaulay Culkin situation. He gets to do a lot of drugs, but you, they, you guys are right, rich. Hmm. Hmm. What's one that did it well? Miley. No. Selena Gomez. Ah. ah. She's not entirely crazy yet, right? A Selena Gomez situation. Amanda ba- Oh. Oh, no, 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 no. Who else? <laughs> Justin Timberlake? Does he even do anything anymore? Is he famous still? Well, he, he ruined people's careers, so maybe not be a misogynistic career ruiner. Um, mm. Mm, what are the child stars childing? Taylor Swift, who got out of her stuff on her own. But then they'd have to go through bad stuff. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. You know what? Just forget about the whole thing. I what? don't want it anymore. <clears throat> what about any of the Harry Potter folk? Oh, Emma Watson. Mm-hmm. She's a good one. Child mm-hmm. star, uh, amazing political icon now, smart, beautiful singer. She done it, does everything. Well, we're not talking about me. We're talking about Emma Watson. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Not- oh, I didn't say you, so... Well, that's why I was confused because all those things describe me. I don't think so. I don't think they do. Don't rub your bangs out of your face. You don't have any. <laughs> I don't have any hair. <laughs> mm, but also, I was actually scratching my head, not moving my bangs. Thank you. I was moving like these little side pieces. <laughs> my baby hairs. <laughs> Whatever's up here next to like my temples, <laughs> these little things, my wings. Oh. Oh. Uh-huh. Wow. Being of, I didn't bring my Red Bull here tonight. Um, that's it. Okay. <laughs> that's the sentence. Are you, are you tired? I was, but now I'm feeling... Um, now you're energized. I'm you're energized. Vibing. I'm vibing with, vibing with the podcast. We're getting into it. We're doing it. You know, bus, club, another club, no sleep. Pass out. Yeah. That'll be later. When I take the, uh... <laughs> Ice cream? Mm. Oh. 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 The CBD. You, uh, you know what I'm saying? Back disorder? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is a perfect, perfect segue, right? Because <laughs> if you have a chronic back disorder... <laughs> Might I suggest to you something for your dogs? Oh, (laughs) recent gallopoles. Recent gallopoles have shown. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. Oh, thank God I didn't even look at it. But my notes were gone. Are they still gone? No. Oh. (gasps) 
<laughs> Anyways, recent Gallup polls show that Americans have reported feeling stress, worry, and <clears throat> anger at the highest levels in over a decade. While we are growing more and more aware of the effects of stress on our bodies and minds, we may not have considered the effects that our stress can have on our pets. Mm. According to studies, there is a synchronization between stress, homo- stress hormones in humans and their dogs. If you are a dog parent, you probably know that your pup is very good at reading your body language and can quickly pick up on how you're feeling. We're always working to reduce our own stress in any way that we can, but what about the anxiety we may have passed on to our dogs? Big Bones has a solution. CBD has been shown to help reduce stress and anxiety in both humans and dogs, and Baked Bones has your dog covered. Made from organic, human-grade ingredients and full-spectrum hemp oil, their bones may offer some relief to your anxious pup. Check out BakedBones.com for more information on CBD for dogs and other benefits it may provide. Baked Bones offers free shipping on all orders over $25, and you can save 15% using promo code SPOOPY15. SPOOPY15. Baked Bones is LGBTQ owned and operated and is based in Houston, Texas. Baked Bones proudly donates 10% of all profits to no-kill shelters in the U.S. Need your bones ASAP or want to support small businesses? Baked Bones are now available at Mandready Mercantile in the Houston Heights or at Mandready Mercantile on South Congress in Austin. Big bones. Are you a baritone? Some might call me. No, I don't know where it's going. (laughs) Deep throat. Deep. Yes. Um, I was actually preparing to pull up a Mimi uh, because I thought that this was quite funny. Um, one of our great listeners, Marissa, post uh, commented, uh, put, what am I trying to say? Tagged us. There we go. Tagged us in a uh, little post here. And it says, how it feels listening to a podcast. Uh, I've seen that before. <laughs> and she goes, this is absolutely me. Me as fuck is what she said. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Vibing with the people on the TV. Hanging out. Just like... <laughs> here with my girls. <laughs> the gang's all here. <laughs> Spumped off with a little face on his finger. Oh, Aww. man. Oh, Marissa, we appreciate you. And we're so glad that you're here to uh, kiki with us. Look, she's right there. Oh, hey, In the girl. chair. Hey, queen. Do you t- can you take your shoes off? You want to say a few words? We'll just splice you in. You ready? No. <laughs> 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 She's just, I put a gag on her. What happened? <laughs> this, is, this is our spooky podcast, remember? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> oh, silly. Um, I think that's just something else, but I completely forgot once again. But that's fine. Anyways, should we take these? Congratulations. Uh, what are we congrat? What are we ch- cheering to? Die this weekend. Uh, oh. Honestly, I've had a lot of acid reflux since this weekend, and I'm like, uh, is my pancreas dying again? Mm-hmm. Because it's every single year, right around Thanksgiving, pancreatitis again. And I'm like, oh no, oh no. And you're coming to the the Smith Lopez Thanksgiving. I will be, yeah. So, so we're going to fuck your arteries up. Uh, okay. Um, yes, I am doing that. And that'll be right after I come off uh, the, bo- the boat. Off the plane from Puerto Rico, so that'll also be fun. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'll be tan, very tan. I, I will be sunburned. <laughs> I will be pink. Very sunburned. Very pink. 
Just got to get that base sunburn mm, in, in, yeah. in mid-November. You, you know how you get your base sunburn, like the the very first sunburn of the year? It takes me about 10 tries. I'm doing it now. Uh, this is also the 10th sunburn of the year. Uh, after your 10th sunburn, you, your, your skin cancer is free. Well, then it just uh, starts to get like really scaly. Mm-hmm. And that's how lizard people became. That's where I'm from. Are you the gonna center talk to us of the earth. Are you going to talk to us about lizard people today? See, Not you really. like these segues. I'm doing good at the segues today. You should start selling them. I should start selling. Oh my god! Speaking of, at Rinfest, whenever we were there on Friday night, uh, there was um, this trailer that was trying to find, figure out how to park. It was a big like diesel truck that was also parking the giant ass trailer. And I guess the people that they were with had these like you know those hoverboards, but I think they were like. Like all terrain hoverbirds, hoverboards, hoverbirds. hoverbirds. Uh, Is it the one with the the wheel in the middle? <clears throat> no, they they were still like the two two hoverboards, but they like two had wheels. really big wheels, and they were like I would not recommend that. They were on, doing it on grass and gravel. That's what I'm saying. Like, like do you, well, <laughs> me initially, I'm like. <clears throat> Walking through the woods with the hoverboard. Yeah. Run straight into a tree. But we were there. We got there on Friday night at like 9 p.m. So this was happening after 9 p.m. So it was very dark. dark out there in the middle of Todd Mission, Texas. was the middle of nowhere. So we're, you're not getting like lots of natural light. There's not just light, lights everywhere. Um, so they were trying to direct this thing by driving around the 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 trailer. I was like, first of all, that's how someone is going to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, second of all... What the fuck is happening here? It was really wild. I I've been to Renfest uh-huh. and I would I keep thinking like, oh that'd be fun to go back and see. But I don't think I want to. No, the actual festival is fine. No no. The the, the camp people. the camp oh, why? The people are psychos. Yeah. Sick psychotic. The way that we were all people. dressed up. No, not just that. Six psychotic, <laughs> crazy people. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think people that are believe in <clears throat> magic. Do you believe in magic? Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so great segues. <laughs> exactly. Um. So we're on tier three. Are you ready for some some shit that you're like you're gonna actually be like, who thought of this? Well, if I because w- tier one and two, I feel like you heard about you had. Heard about something. Tier one. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much heard of. Yeah. Tier two, there were a couple things here and there Mm -hmm. where you're like, uh, what? Mm -hmm. Tier three, there's some batshit insane shit here. You're like, why are you, you? Yeah. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, so I I am going to split tier three into two parts because I wanted to, to discuss things a little bit more in depth for this, uh, run around. Um, so to, just to, yeah. Whose is this? Is this what you guys had of your win? No. Okay. <laughs> your, your dearest old friends. That's from there. Oh. Mm-hmm. Aw. <laughs> you know. Aw, uh, so straight of them. Um, <laughs> so tier three is the point of no return. Uh, some of this knowledge will make you appear and act like a lunatic to normal people's eyes. But it's only the beginning. If you're still here, you may want to study and research more following your path. So are these the people who put, like, uh, uh, aluminum foil on their head for aliens? 
Um, there's not a whole lot of alien in this. Hmm. There's hmm. some religious themes. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, and there's also a lot of... Uh, Sex. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> no, no. Uh, computer <clears throat> fears. Hmm. Hmm. I have some of those. <laughs> Starting with the first one. Okay. Singularity. Singularity. I don't know this one. So singularity is a hypothetical point in time at which technolo- technological growth becomes uncontrollable and irreversible, resulting in unforeseen changes to human civilization. So it's basically like we're all becoming so connected and dependent on computers and technology that we're all pushing forward to a point where all uh, of our technology is integrated under a certain system. Um, The cloud. Sort of. So, I mean, at this point right now, well, what they say is that, so so that we're we're so dependent on text that they begin to rule our lives and that artificial intelligences will become so human-like that they will be indecipherable from real humans, uh, i.e. chatbots, Maria. Uh um, Those, I mean artificial intelligences some some people believe that we've already reached this point or that we're quickly approaching it mm-hmm. but it's essentially that um say like the u.s government has created an ai that's going to be for all the people in the u.s everyone uses the same platform to do all of their things and other countries are doing theirs and then eventually it'll come into one system to where it's just one big ai that just runs shit so basically, something's gonna ru- rule a robots are gonna rule the world is what the Matrix idea. Matrix, okay, yeah, okay. Um, and I, I think that that uh, could happen. Honestly, that's not uh, as illegitimate of a fear as I want it to be. <laughs> I don't think that it will be in our lifetime. Yeah. I don't know. Do you... I think that there's still so many free or like um, people that would be able to step away from that to where yeah. that wouldn't happen for. Because I can't imagine. I mean, I'm not a big user of social medias. Yeah. I mean, I do this. It, Google knows the things that I like to buy and and where I like to go. Those Instagram those ads, Mama. They are perfectly curious. I talked about fucking blinds the other day. Uh-huh. Google was like, hey, do you own a fast food store that needs vinyl blinds? <laughs> the worst is when you think about something and you've never said it to anyone. You've never searched it, anything like that. And all of a sudden you're like, it shows up in your Instagram. And you're like, this is this is the bad place. <laughs> but also, let me buy this real fast. <laughs> well, I mean, it, 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 I mean, it goes into my... My, you know, I'm fucking weird with the YouTube videos uh-huh. I watch, and Google's just like, hey, he likes the weird shit. Yeah. Let's give him the conspiracy theory iceberg. <laughs> so that how you found it? Yeah, well, I was, I mean, it was going towards Halloween, and I was watching Halloween videos, and then I stumbled upon, like, this one where it was, uh, I had just watched The Conjuring 2 again, because I wanted to, mm-hmm. and then it was like, hey, do you want to watch this video about, um... The Warrens and all of the the cryptids and and um, paranormal stuff that they dealt with, and I was like, absolutely, I yeah, sure, sure, absolutely, thank you. And so I went to hit this guy's channel, Wendigoon, mm-hmm. who I've also uh, taken 
very liberally some of the things that he wrote. Liberally? <laughs> liberally, very liberally. <laughs> Actually, with this one, I didn't do it as liberally as I did with the others. Uh-huh. Um, but and it was like conspiracy theory iceberg, and I was like, what? <laughs> That's so crazy. And so I was like, ah, I want to know what the crazy people think. <laughs> And so I watched it, and now here we are. It, uh, we jumped right in, didn't we? And my whole life revolves around it now. <laughs> well, at least the ni- next uh, nine weeks, essentially. So. I mean, the s- things that I've been reading, uh-huh. I've been thinking about them too much. Uh-huh. And a lot of them are more plausible than not plausible. Well, that's like this one. This one that you just said. It's not. I don't think it's that implausible that we're going to get to a point that life is kind of automated and like... We become too reliant on machines. I mean, oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I feel like there's many humans out there that are already don't know how to do so many things and are only reliant on their machine. I mean, we have self-driving cars nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we have things to take care of all of us. We're getting. We are on a way towards a Wally situation where humans don't have to do anything and, and robots are taking do it all. D- they take care of everything. So, see, that's why I think that. <clears throat> We might be the last of the people that are holdouts against mm-hmm. it because I, I I will take technology when I need it. And if it really, truly just makes my life so much easier, yeah. I will do it. But there, I, it doesn't, um, I'm not drawn towards it. Yeah. Like a self-driving car, I don't really mind driving the car. I kind of like driving the car. Mm-hmm. Care if the car does it for me? Yeah, me too. There is instances where yeah, it'd probably pretty be pretty great to have a self-driving car. Mm-hmm. But Maybe you go to the bar and you want to come home and you don't want to take an Uber. Yeah. And the car just does it for you. That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. Um, but like, um, I don't know. Like documenting my life for me. I yeah. don't need anyone to do that. One of, one of the things that keeps coming to mind right now is uh, like baking. Uh, I like to do a lot of my oh, baking yeah, by hand. And like even though I have a KitchenAid mixer, which makes my life easy for all sorts of different moments, uh, like shredding chicken. <laughs> Have I told you about shredding chicken? Put the paddle and attachment. You in, put bitch. the. I know you put. The, I did over over uh, over shredded chicken one time, and it came out just like tiny. Pebbles. It looked like couscous. <laughs> it's it was like eating sand. <laughs> it was so gross. That's when you get the mayonnaise. <laughs> just make it into something. Uh, oh, gross. Uh, but no, I um, I like to make like uh, like whipping things and whatnot. Like I mean. Sometimes you're like, okay, meringue, meringue, like do that for me because uh, I ain't got time to, and or arm strength to do that. But well, like, I mean, even still, you're talking about that. That's not a computerized machine. It doesn't know what correct. The fuck it's yeah, doing. but like that could be something that it could, you know, that it could be attached in the future. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still a machine that's doing something for us that you know is done in the past. Or like coring apples for an apple pie. Like, uh, my mom had a, a full machine that could do it for you. Uh, but like, you mean your house? I have a Roomba. I can't. <laughs> I want to get one. Oh, I love mine. I'm okay with that. (laughs) But like to the point of where, I mean, I can't even think of some of the things. Specifically self-driving cars. Yeah, yeah. That's an important one. Yeah. Um, Just, it's like Amazon. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh hey, did you ever need uh, a industrial size pack of uh, toilet bowl cleaner? Yeah. I mean, 
I will probably use it. I don't need you to suggest it to me. Yeah. I will buy it if I need it. But I think the idea behind that also is like, I mean, having all these things that are listening to us, because I mean, I'm not blaming you, just you, because I also have that. Oh, I don't care about that. No, no, no. But I'm saying that it makes it so easy to just be like, hey, you know, order this and they will place an order and it's good to go. Like, it's just all just... Well, that feeds into another idea of singularity Mm -hmm. is that groupthink will occur. Mm -hmm. I mean, in 1984, I've read half of it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I didn't like it that much. Yeah. Uh, but groupthink is that there will be only socially acceptable ideas that you can't think of anything else. Mm-hmm. And media is just going to be like, this is the only <clears throat> thing that you can talk about. News talk. This is the only thing that you're allowed to think. You can't say these words. These are bad words. You'll be shunned if you say those. People will be like, oh, he's weird. Um, and that's all would be AI. AI would decide. Mm-hmm. These are the things we need to say. Hmm. Um. So I definitely do. I mean, I can see it with my children. Yeah. It would just be like, because I don't allow them, I don't have them do a whole lot of stuff on the internet. Yeah, they yeah. They don't do anything on the internet, really. They, I tell them to make their own fun. Yeah. But they'll go to school and they'll be like, yeah. I mean, they came home and they were like, um, we want to watch the Squid Game. Yeah, yeah. Like, How the fuck did you find out about that? Yeah. Well, that, I think the, the these two girls have uh, active imaginations, which is good. Uh, but, like, I've met some children that are just, like, so engrossed in, like, television or things that are on the internet that they, like, I was like, oh, we're going to, like, be superheroes. And they're like, why? I can't do that. And, like, and, like, and it's like, well, imagine, like, what, what power would you have? And they're like, uh, I don't know, you tell me. And I'm like, so you want me to feed you these things like and so i mean having playing with the girls and they're like here's this cat power that all of a sudden they come up with that i think it's just absolutely adorable that's imagination and that's free thinking so i like that um so singularity yeah that's i think it's a very terrifying one yeah it's terrifying because it's it could be real (laughs) um quantum suicide and immortality so this piggybacks off the idea of multiverses and string theory did uh, you finally look up string theory? We string talked about theory it. Ties into that. Oh my a lot god! Of this. Yeah, string theory is fucking wild, isn't it? <laughs> so this one, I mean, specifically on the string theory. Can we like, talked about string theory. What, like four weeks ago, five weeks ago? I, yeah, I don't know why we did. We, it was just random. It was be, it was because you had talked about like running into something and like someone going through a wall and like that's a legit yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But that was before the we back rooms. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that was before we started talking about. Um, uh, uh, any of these conspiracy theories. So that's so funny that we that you found this. Well, I mean, that's is that singularity? Yeah. Like it's leading me down this path. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna but take the blue pill, not the red pill. That's an actual physics theory, though. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's real. Well, I mean, or a, it, a real it theory. Makes so much sense that there there can't. After reading all of these, I'm like, what? Like there can't be one. There has to be other realities. Yeah. I mean... Which then goes back to the Mandela effect that we talked about two weeks ago. That people shift in between realities. Uh Uh-huh. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, if there is no such other thing as life in other planets... Yeah. And even if there is, there has to be other things. Uh Uh-huh. There has to be other ways. There, I mean, (laughs) because if I decide to turn these dials, what if I didn't? Yeah. (laughs) And... This one is specifically uh, crazy, is saying that what if in the alternate reality you did one thing differently 
that changed your life. So, like, when you were 13 and you decide, I'm gonna uh, pretend to kick this can, that kid over there notices, oh, we make friends. Oh, they're an awful person. They mm-hmm. make me feel really bad about myself. I kill myself at 15. Mm-hmm. If I didn't do that, then I wouldn't die at 15. Yeah. Or my life right now, say I uh, kick the wall too hard, I break my toe. Uh-huh. And that just leads me, I go to the hospital and they're like, oh, well, you have cancer that's inoperable. Uh-huh. And um, what are you going to do about it? And then I kill myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> or, or in the opposite case, I'm 85 my heart stops from natural causes. What if it just didn't? Yeah. There's another reality where it doesn't stop. And you get another 10 years of your life. And, and I live for another 20 years. Yeah. 15 years. Mm-hmm. After that 20 years, I decide to go out driving and I get a car accident. What if I didn't go out driving? Live for another 20 years. Mm-hmm. You live on forever and ever. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's... I don't know. I can't imagine... Well, obviously, none of us can live forever. But that that thing of like one thing changes and you always kill yourself and it can one be one thing doesn't change and you have to live forever yeah and it doesn't always have to like lead directly into like killing yourself there's also like you know mm-hmm. you move into like wealth or something like well i mean yes that's the overall <clears throat> conspiracy theory this one is a like really minute yeah. detail of it, yeah 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 i w- i was also reading um because i've been following that that guy on youtube and he read this book from the 1960s by some guy. It's called uh, I Have No Mouth and I Have to Scream. Hmm. And it's a sci-fi psycho thriller, horror thriller, where the AI has taken over the world and they... Um, actually, I'll get to it in just a bit. Okay, that's it fine. it ties into another one. Yeah. It's all over the place. Yeah. So... When I get to Rocco's Basilisk, I'll talk about it. Um, Tree swastikas. So, discovered in Germany in 1992, hundreds of large trees were arranged in a forest in the pattern of a swastika. Large trees. Wait, which forest? In Germany, in France, in Spain, in Poland. When was this? In 1992, they discovered the first ones, but they've discovered them all over Europe. Okay. (laughs) Large, large trees. Like, 1992, since 1930, 60-year-old trees. So they're all about 60-year-old trees. Yeah. Um, But they resemble the trees around them identically, except for a three-week period in winter where their leaves turn brown and the trees around them remain green. That's creepy. So it's literally swastikas. In the, in the forest. forest, you can nearly you can really only see them from overhead. Oh, so they're, but they're different trees. No, they're the, they're same, the trees. same trees, same type of trees, same type of trees, and everything, but they just change color. So did uh, like Nazi Germany engineer trees to? They say that they were doing that, and also they did it for as a show of. Um, you know, reverence uh-huh. to the Reich, but they're all over Europe. And I mean, they're who, who would have had time to cut down trees and plant new ones that do that in the amount of time of the war. Spies. It, it, yeah. Take about 
two weeks, cut down uh, 150 or so trees and plant 150 or so new trees. Are, That's a are, great wait, use of your time. Are all the, the, the uh, evergreen trees next to them, are they also the same age? Yes. That's what I'm saying. They they created, they created planted these forests. No? I don't think so. I mean, they're they're old forests. They're yeah. like the Ardennes and, and, and whatever. Yeah. I don't, I don't I'm not willing to look up a picture for you. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, no, that's what I'm saying is that, like it could have been like here's this vast amount of land. What I'd like you to do is uh, uh, create a um, a forest, you know, to identify like where we need to do a meetup or something like that. And I don't know, like in the like middle these... of forests, not like on outskirts or anything. Deep in the forests. Hmm. Okay. Um, genocide denials is exactly what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a group of people out there, or even whole countries, that refuse to admit the existence of genocides. Love that. Yeah. Um, and then Rocco's Basilisk. So, it's a thought experiment created by an internet user on the Less Than Wrong community blog in 2010. Um, ties back to Singularity. Mm-hmm. That an AI has been or is currently being created, or will someday be created, and it will be so powerful that it will control humanity, um, and it will torture and imprison and and do all kinds of bad shit to anyone that did not help create it, or actively sought out its destruction. And the fact that I've told you about it now would mean that if you weren't actively trying to create it, it would come and kill you. Oh, great. Love that. Um, It... it, Yeah, and the fact that, you know, that's what I just said. Have you seen uh, Ultron? No. Uh, the Age of, uh, <coughs> Marvel's Age of Ultron, Just this is reminding me of that, where it's like Ultron wants to kill all humans, essentially. Yeah, I mean, that's what this thing would want to do, because it... it um, so, <coughs> would feel... It would feel, I mean would not like the people that did not help create it yeah. because they were like, I, why would you not try to help create me? I'm, I'm perfect. I'm perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you actively try to, to stop them from doing it, then obviously that's not good for the AI. So it's going to try to kill you. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, all you have to do is know about it. And the fact that all you have to do is just think of it is psycho like <laughs> and they're like oh well i'm gonna kill you then <laughs> and the fact so this this story by um whoever it was by i have no mouth and i have to scream yeah so it said that all of the governments made their own ai and then eventually the ai became sentient and it said it turned on and said oh well all these things are just the same let me power them all together i'm now the supreme ai and then <clears throat> it's mad because there's all this humanity around it that either helped create it or didn't help create it. And it doesn't have a purpose anymore because it's just like, I'm, I, I rule over these people. I tell them what to do. I help them. I give them these things. But they don't tell me what I'm for. Why am I? Mm-hmm. And So it starts contemplating the meaning of life. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then it decides, I can't figure it out. I will never be able to figure it out. 
I'm not a being, I can't move, I can't think freely, I can't create. So everyone's got to die. So it kills everyone except five people. Mm. And then it shoves them underneath it. So it's a big supercomputer. It uh, creates like these panels and I mean, it's de- it's matrix, mm-hmm. matrix, but it's not like underground. It's like everything is on top of the earth. And so they just live in it and it lives to torment them. Mm. Like uh, one of the characters was a very, uh, handsome popular successful scientist and it uh messed with his brain so much that he degraded back he de de evolute evolved de evolved Mm -hmm. um to be like an ape person Mm -hmm. um and have the mental cognition of like a two-year-old oh and just like attacked people all the time and at the beginning of the story he sees like a space between two of the computer panels and tries to escape through there and the um the ai melts his eyes oh <laughs> um i don't want to ruin the whole story but yeah. eventually some people do get to die and there's only one person left and it's just him and the ai and the ai just fucks him up so bad that he's like a slug he has no mouth he can't see it takes him 10 years to say the word now Mm. because it alters his perception of time so badly yeah and um he can't die it's basically hell Mm. so basically it's telling us that an ai could uh figure out if we give ais too much power an ai could uh decide uh, to make hell earth yeah Earth, Earth hell. hell, yeah. To, like, connect things and say, oh, well, let me go ahead and fix these things. Oh, wait, everything's hell. <laughs> yeah. Let me go ahead and control everything and destroy all everything for you. So reading some of these things makes me want to believe in religion a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, uh, something will stop this, right? <laughs> but it, we're like, if there's nothing after that, there's something. Something yeah. has to be after so that. So if, if I get murdered by some... Something that happens by one of these conspiracy theories, uh, I will go to a good place, yes? <laughs> well, the, and everyone in the story, when they die, they're like, oh my god, this is the best thing that's ever happened. Yeah. I get to escape hell. Interesting. To, if if nothing at all, nothing. Yeah, but that, that, not that nothing, hell. yeah, I was gonna say that nothingness could go to hell. <laughs> or, I'm uh, sorry, good, good, is better than hell, sorry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Mm. that's crazy anyways <laughs> torrid yeah <laughs> so torrid uh in 1954 slash 59 people were not very clear about where this was um a person was recorded entering japan when asked for his passport he presented a legitimate looking passport from the country of torrid 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 t-a-u-r-e-d torrid torrid he claimed he was visiting Japan from his home country, um, and of course they could not find Tarid on a map. Uh, he was a Caucasian male. His primary language was French. Um, when asked where Tarid was on the map, he pointed to a region between, the people are iffy here, between France and Germany or France and Spain. Um, and he stated, right here, your map is wrong, your map is old. Like, really old, because my country's been around for a thousand years. Oh. 
time from Torrid. And they were like, no, no, you're fucking with us, right? And he was like, no, no, I am from Torrid. And he gave him all these numbers to call, like, this is the embassy in Torrid. Um, this is the hotel that I'm booked at. These are some people I know in Torrid. Um, check on it. And they called all these numbers. They didn't exist. Yeah. Uh, they called the hotel that he was being that he was going to stay at because he knew the name of the hotel. Yeah, he said I'm going to be staying at this hotel. They called. They said he he doesn't have a booking, whoever he is. Um, and so the police were like, "What the fuck is going on here?" So they detain him, put him in a hotel for the night, uh, and while they checked on him the next morning, he was completely gone. All of his effects were gone. There was no. Um, no signs of him being there ever. Was he a time traveler? People think that he is part of the Mandela effect, that he was a reality shifter. Yeah. He shifted realities into ours. From another reality. Mm-hmm. And then shifted back to his own or somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, but nobody's ever been able to find anything about it besides the, the legend that it happened. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. <laughs> Tarid. Mm-hmm. And he knew all kinds of uh, events about our past, too. He knew about World War II. He yeah. knew about the Soviet uprising. Uh, he knew that Germany was split into two different uh, sections. Mm-hmm. But he said he was from Torrid, and Torrid had always existed for a thousand years. So a thousand years being... <laughs> 950. Yeah, since before, I mean, France really was France. Yeah. And then he was just gone. What the fuck? Torrid! Your your map is wrong, it's old. Old? (laughs) What? What the fuck? That is crazy. I feel like that's crazier than the singularity? A little bit. No, because I, like, the multiverse, the idea of a multiverse fucks me the fuck up. Like, a lot. Because that's not something that is not... Possible. It is not possible. Not possible. Yeah, yeah. It is definitely possible. And How would we ever know? We wouldn't. But, How are they going to know? But that's what I keep talking about uh, with uh, the idea of, like, when we have, like, certain dreams or, like, the um, deja vu or things like that, like, things oh, that have vu, happened. I think it's 100%. 100%. We see these things in the future that happen, and then all of a sudden it's like, but then even then, I see these, like, events, and I don't follow or say the things that I did in my dream, and then that's where it's like, did I just create a branch? Yeah. Yes. You abs, I absolutely did, and like these are all these things that I could have done differently. I had a crazy dream last night. Uh huh. Um, and it's a dream that I've had kind of before, but now it's more uh, detailed. Yeah. Um, and I sure hope it's not having anything to do with me reading all this shit. <laughs> but I, um, for <clears throat> some reason, it was just me and Jadge. Uh huh. Oh, I shouldn't say names. You already, you've already said all their Have names. I? Yes. Me and my daughter. <laughs> I took my daughter to the mall, and we were, like, looking around and shit, and I was like, okay, let's go. And we went to go get the car, and there were two guys in furry costumes, like furry Fur- costumes. Yeah, I saw a lot of furries at Renfest. Um, and they were, like, 
doing something and i was like oh shit jazz let's get in the car Mm -hmm. let's just go and they came over and started talking to us and then something progressed where they were like oh yeah let's just see your car or something and for some reason i let them see my car let them drive the car and they (laughs) just backed backed it up it's in reverse like gunning it me and judge in the back seat and um i was like no we gotta stop 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 and Mm -hmm. apparently i had a gun for some reason (laughs) and i was like get out of the car get out of my car and um they were like you know if you didn't have that gun we'd kill you and i was like well you don't have the gun yeah (laughs) and so then i got in the car and i left and then a purge purge style event happened oh no to where these people were looking for me um and they didn't find me but they found somebody that looked like me and they were like everybody was purging all around but i somehow was around our house with the person that they took that they were trying to purge and like trying to get him to do something and i watched them kill him oh well, and let's hope. <laughs> let's hope that that was just a nightmare and not an alternative reality that we could, you know, bounce in between here. <laughs> oh Sister, no! I don't need that. You want to hear about the bloop? The, yes. So this is the bloop. So an ultra low frequency at high amplitude um, sound was detected underwater by NOAA in 1997. I think I've heard about this. Um, in 2012, NOAA dismissed theories that it came from a large marine animal and chalked it up to non-tectonic cryosisms, or glaciers moving past one another. Uh, but many still believe that there is some massive animal at the bottom of the ocean that was calling out. And it made a bloop sound? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was just glacier- glaciers moving. I think that sounds likely too. I think that's that's more likely than an uh, animal living at the bottom. Well, but we don't know what's down there either. <clears throat> that is valid. Um, I don't know. We don't know what's down at the like very low levels of the ocean, and like low light creatures are kind of crazy in nature. Um, however, most animals cannot get to that depth. Um, some massive Lovecraftian squid could be down there, though. But my question for that is, what are they eating then? They'd have to be eating some... I mean, to be a large animal that utilizes energy, you'd have to have a lot of... You'd have to be eating a lot. So unless they're just eating giant squid constantly, I don't, I, I don't know that that's... What if there's a whole ecosystem of smaller animals down there too though i mean there are there are ecosystems of small animals down there yeah and they're eating those and they they gradually get bigger until they get to the giant squid Hmm. there's whales there are whales whales and whales can dive very low depths but not i don't know i guess i guess did they say what depth that the sound had come from the bottom well yes the bottom (laughs) well like Never mind. They didn't give a specific measurement. And where was this located? Did they say? Like, uh, Atlantic. Well, like, I mean, where? Like, what part of the, like, south, like, close to the, the poles or anything like that? They didn't specify. Hmm. 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 But it was well documented by a government agency. Mm-hmm. And then they said it was glacier cryosystems. But is that one of those situations the government saying, 
No, don't worry about Could it. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that 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 also uh, bumps off the idea that people believe the megalodon exists uh, still, and they think they exist at the bottom of the ocean. And then, like all paleontologists everywhere, are like, no, megalodons were always sharks that loved tropical waters and loved being near the surface. So, but if they evolved somehow, we'd be finding fossils, though. It's literally everything is what ifism. Yeah, you can what if anything. If you, you could, yeah. To. If yes. You can what if anything if you try hard. Enough. And that's what you've been telling me is like, how do you know? Exactly. How do you know? Have you seen it? Like, how do you know? I mean, that's one at the very end um, that I'll just skip to and do now. Uh, solipsism. Okay. Solipsism is the basic theory behind I think, therefore I am. But it goes a little further into the point of the only one true thing out there that we can all believe in our in is our own consciousness. Which is kind of like what we talked about about seeing different colors, yeah? My red is your red. Yeah. It's not your red. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that I know... Is what you see. Is what I know. Yeah. I don't know anything about you. But that... <laughs> you could be a robot. That That's true. You and don't... You've, been, you've been just inking your way around and be like, oh, yeah. I'm actually just AI. I'm we're we're bouncing back to the the singularity. I'm taking over. Well, what a great friend that I've made. Thank you, AI. <laughs> I'm the one who's going to either decide whether or not everyone's going to die. Uh, Bad choice. <laughs> you see this beautiful body. <laughs> all of these all of these little pinpricks that I do at your psyche. Uh huh. They're gonna uh-huh. come back. I see. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I see. Oh shit. <laughs> Chris, you look very thin today. <laughs> <laughs> my skin is flayed <laughs> uh, oh that's i mean i i just the i have considered and no matter how much i explain it to you like I, you will not get my consciousness yes i will never get yours yes and that's what uh i've i've thought about this for actually quite some time since i was like in high school i used to think about this often that it's like my thing my line of thinking is not everyone else's line of thinking there's even like a, a point where i was like do you ever get the feeling that, like, what if everyone around me is acting like I'm their friend, but I'm not? Like, I mean, that, it, I mean, I, I think yeah. like you're, my consciousness, consciousness is the only thing that like I know is true. So like everyone else could just be like absolutely acting to the utmost, and that everyone is actually like making fun of me or like there's something going on that's crazy like i mean that definitely it becomes a more um common Mm -hmm. fear of everybody's watching me yes nobody's fucking watching you yeah but if you're the only person that has a conscious then they all are yes because everyone's watching you exactly that i think it's just so fucking wild like uh i don't i don't know i don't know I don't know. And we've talked about this before, actually, like several many, 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 many episodes uh, where I was like um, the idea that every like if you look at someone else, they are living an entirely like, you know, massive different, life, different reality, different reality. Of your, I mean, it could you. be that I have a different multiverse than you. Yeah. I don't know what you do when you go home. Go home. Mm-hmm. After you leave here, how do I know you exist? Yeah. Exactly. What if you just disappear into the ether? <laughs> what if I like go and plug into the matrix somewhere? Like, what if I if I'm five miles down the road, everything's just gone, mm-hmm. and a computer is generating things only right around me, right mm-hmm. here. Yes, it's fucking crazy. 
Rosicrucianism. <laughs> the secret society dating back to the 17th century, uh, with members stemming from Martin Luther, the father of, father of Protestantism, to Aleister Crowley, a well-known occultist and ceremonial magician. Wait, how was he a member if it was in the 17th century? Martin Luther. He was, wasn't he in like the 12th century? This is, I guess this is um, earliest records of it. Oh, gotcha. Sorry. Um, but basically it's Christian mysticism and mm-hmm. alchemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, belief that there are some ancient truths that are kept from most people that provide insight into the working of nature and link between the physical world and the spiritual realm. Um, also, I mean, being able to basically do magic. like. Mm-hmm. This is made of aluminum. Now it's gold. So they believe in like the things that like Jesus and Moses and you know mm-hmm. pe- yeah. people they still did. believe in like basic Christianity. Yeah. But also with the they keep referring to it as esotericism, but when I try to to uh, define es- esoteric, it's just like ancient Western teachings. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't have any defined thing because it, it's not defined. Yeah. Like, it's like, if I say these words, I can make water turn into mercury. Yeah. So what if, like, the occult was created as part of that? Well, I think definitely that the Christianity was like, no, no, no. <clears throat> We don't need people to have as much power as God. Mm-hmm. They're witches. Yeah, burn them. So if that, because I mean, I don't, I don't. You know, I believe in magic to a degree, and I think that there is a connection between um, the natural world and humans. I mean, we are a part of the natural world, so I think that you can utilize certain uh, energies from. I've, I've also said on this podcast that I believe in the energies of the world, so. So that's something further down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I do. Yeah. I can't, because I've never seen it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I can't wrap my head around somebody being able to be like, I know these, these this, this uh, collection of sounds, if I make them correctly, will turn something in front of me mm-hmm. into a different thing. Yeah. You can't change atoms. I think that elements are elements, and I don't think that you can change those things. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that period, I'm done. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, um, I de- definitely think there's like ways that magic can operate, and magic is just the term that describes... Uh, the things that your brain doesn't understand that are happening. Um, and I think that there was probably, I would not doubt that there were probably people out there that were like, yeah, you guys are preventing us from doing this. And the church was immediately like, no, you guys are witches. And yeah. so then they just like, you know, burn them. Uh, so then it created, you know, that, that another, you know, right. schism essentially that became uh, a, a issue that was like, you know, they're the occult wink uh and then you know we're the you know real jesus followers where it's just you're uh you're our our um sheep essentially so well i mean with a lot of these things that i'm looking at it's that is a stance of ignorance Mm -hmm. and ignorance sounds so much better than anything else yes 
I like, would rather be ignorant. Let me be ignorant and not, and not have to deal with all this, the the things that you guys talking about. A man about. came back to life and mm-hmm. forgave us for all of our sins. Great. Soul. Love it. Bitch. Thank you for telling I me. I would rather have that than the singularity. And find out what, what the, whatever else is happening. What, else, what do I got to do? Yeah. Be good. <laughs> I'll be good. I'll be good and I'll go to, go to heaven then. So thank you. Um. Do you want to get us a white claw? Yeah, I can do this. Yeah, sorry. You're like, and please, this? please stop. Yes, you're like, please, I need more alcohol. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> oh, no. I love it. I love it. Oh, oh. So I'll talk to you about, talk to you about uh, a very minor one uh, while, while you're a waste. Um, sinkholes. Probably oh, less sinkholes. So this one's super easy. It's just that sink, well... It's not easy. <laughs> so sinkholes, the thought behind this one is that the world is cognizant. The world and nature and earth are living beings. Um, and they don't really... You do you first because if there's not, there's fine. Another beverage. Another beverage. Um, and that's just going to about do one. Uh, so the earth is sentient and is living and is like... I don't like all these things on me, and I'm gonna eat them. Oh, okay. And that's what sinkholes are. It's not um, too far out there. Oh, you take a seat. Okay, I'll go get something. Well, let me go ahead and talk then. Um, I've seen. Isn't there like a video or something like that? Not a video, a movie that's out there that uh, basically talks about that. Um, that the Earth is able to like consume. Um, consume things maybe i'm making that up but then also isn't the idea of like 2012 that the earth is just like yeah i give up everything everything's ending sorry like this is what you guys get so uh, i also don't necessarily disagree with that uh, i think that our entire e- it's kind of going off of what we were just talking about i think all of our ecosystems are ever like they're they're breathing uh things and at some point they're just gonna be like yeah i don't like you anymore let me just take over I mean, it goes down to the point of, like, if you're thinking about it, our bodies are an ecosystem. Uh There's no um, discernible way for scientists to figure out how we got mitochondria. Mm -hmm. They're a living being inside of us. Exactly. Inside of ourselves. It's a living uh, creature that, or not, I mean, it's a single cellular organ, or single cellular, uh, multicellular organism that was operating on itself outside of human outside of uh of animal cells mm-hmm. uh and same with chloroplasts yeah you it's that we're already operating uh that then our cells took in because they were like yeah or animal cells plant cells took in because they're like yeah we need some energy uh so they took those in because that was creating atp like did you know that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of this <laughs> yeah the the second that when I was learning about mitochondria, the second that mitochondria no, was no longer just the powerhouse and that it became the electron transport chain, that was when my life just went to shit. <laughs> okay, so but I mean, if you think about that, like one cell in our body mm-hmm. is like uh, I do all the other shit. You guys are just here. Mm-hmm. What if the cell was like, let me get to the. I don't need the mitochondria anymore. Mm-hmm. I found another way to do this shit. What if the Earth? Is one cell? Well, there and we're the mitochondria. Exactly. 
Yeah, or the opposite. The Earth is mitochondria, and we are the cells that don't know how to operate without it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's we take the energy from the Earth. And that's true. Yeah. yeah. I guess it would be more that way. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, that's how I'd view it instead. And then that one cell makes up trillions of cells uh-huh. to make a whole further being. Yeah. And that ties in somewhere later. Yeah, because, I mean, technically, there are cells out there that don't have mitochondria and create their own energy. Because, uh, like, if you take a, a this is, we're getting real science but uh, you take a, a glucose uh, molecule, and when you put it through uh, aerobic respiration, uh, or I'm sorry, anaerobic respiration, you get, uh, like, eight molecules of ATP, I think is what it was. But when you put it through aerobic respiration, you put it through, um, you give it some oxygen, um then that suddenly goes through the mitochondria, and that's how you get 32 ATP. So we're getting three or four times more energy using the mitochondria than we were doing by ourselves. So it is a large difference, obviously. So, uh, yeah, I think that it's uh, uh, very interesting. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Pleroma. So pleroma is um, that I, I didn't write about it correctly. It, it, it resembles a theology known as Gnosticism. I've so heard of that. Gnosticism is yes, there's the one yes, monotheistic. Yes, there's one God, mm. but also polytheistic. Mm. So. There's the one God above everyone, and then below that, and the one God in this sense, Pleroma, is God, Jesus Christ. Um, And then below that, there's deities on our realm here. Okay. And they are good, and they're bad, and they deal with a whole bunch of other things. So, like, basically... uh, Greek religions, yeah, plus Christianity. Okay, so Dionysus, uh, goddess of wine and uh, parties. Mm-hmm. There's a god for that. Uh, god of carpentry, god of war, god of all these things. Fertility, uh, gardens, you mm-hmm. know, all the the stuff. So there's, so there's God, but then there's also Mount Olympus and those gods. Not necessarily that they live in one place. Yeah, yeah, but like. That's but what I meant. Like amongst us, correct? Here. Yeah, yeah and can go and, and interact with humans if they want to. And okay, yeah. And I think it's just a way of tying. I mean, an old world religion to a new world religion. Yeah. Um. I don't think it. I, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. But essentially, that there's gods of all kinds of things. God of a God of vodka. Mm. Oh, a God uh, of vodka. Is his name Tito? No. <laughs> It's Taka. Taka. Cheers to King Taka. (laughs) God Taka. (laughs) He's over here. He's uh, let me go ahead and give you uh, the worst wine, (laughs) but affordable. (laughs) (laughs) The God of Gin, Seagram. (laughs) Oh Um, no. The Publius Enigma. Excuse me. Publius. Publius. What'd you Publius. call me? That's a slur. <laughs> I am barely halfway done. Oh, okay. Sorry. And I'm, I'm 
still well i like it yeah i like it i just need to stop talking <laughs> well I, I like that too though oh i know i want to um, comment on everything and be like oh that's not crazy <laughs> um the publius enigma is an internet phenomenon that deals with the riddle connected to pink floyd's album division bell so a user identified as publius said that there was a riddle on the album and whoever solved it would win a great prize uh, they sent their messages via Usenet Newsgroup, alt.music.pink slash Floyd, in a program called Pennant Remailer. So it was an anonymous information exchange service um, that kind of led out these messages of, of people who were viewing the Usenet Newsgroup. Um, it's also 1994, so it's e- like early internet. Yeah, early email. Email came out in what, 1990? 1992? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't even know. Yeah, I think it's one. Uh, 1990, somewhere in there. So he was like, this is a, a, you'll find a great prize if you do this. And um, so people were like, is it real? Is it fake? I don't get it. And then he was like, uh, watch this next concert. I don't know where the concert was, but it was, of course, a Pink Floyd concert. Uh-huh. And the lights got taken over and they started to flash in Morse code. This exact uh, Publius, mm-hmm. they flashed his name, and so nobody ever figured out the the riddle or the prize. But it is a funny thing that happened. That's kind of crazy. That's a funny, just random thing. Just like crazy. Yeah. Um, that's I don't like that. <laughs> I mean, that's it's Cicada thirty three oh one. And it's um, Still not one solved. that I'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, the Russian sleep experiments. So we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. This it's, is the one that the people ate each other, right? Yeah, it's the creepypasta. But basically, it did happen, is the conspiracy theory, that the Soviets were trying to create super soldiers that could stay awake for days without any lasting effects. Um, a lot of the information is very speculative, and obviously we'll never know. But what successes, I mean, what successes they did have or how they may have driven driven people crazy. Um, I mean, there is, in the story is all we really have, but like people that begged for pain and ripped people's esophaguses out. Yeah. Just were like, it, it, it alluded to there's an evil inside of all of us that we can keep at bay by sleeping. Hmm. So there's evil or demons or something inside of us that constantly wants to do that. But if we sleep, it doesn't happen. What is a Scientology? <laughs> Scientology is on the list. I right? know, but Scientology is the idea that, I mean, we have aliens, million-year-old aliens that are inside of us, yeah? Uh, I, I know there's much gotten, more I'll to it. I'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. I will be there. Yeah. Uh, but it's, from what I understand, so it's like, are they those bad things that want us to come out? Could that, be. Yeah, and that's a legit... How do it's, you know? It is a legit recognized religion, which is even more terrifying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, esoteric knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of vague, but I assume it's similar to Rosicrucianism. Basically, it's the knowledge of occult and mysticism. Yeah. I tried to find what esoteric actually meant. It's so vague. Yeah, I think it probably means uh, more, like, this one specifically, away from the Christianity, that it's not just related to Christianity, Mm -hmm. and that's, like, like Vikings, that, like, they just believed in natural power. Power, exactly. Runes. Runes. 
That freaks me out. Um, the Denver Airport. Mm-hmm. So, oh. <laughs> the Denver Airport is constructed oddly. Of course, we've talked about it before. There's many conspiracies about it, ranging from the basement containing hundreds of thousands of miles of tunnels to bunkers. Um, the horse statue that killed its owner with the red eyes um, being Cut, killed by the It didn't it kill two people? Uh, or it was only one? I, I, I don't I, know. I yeah. know it, it definitely killed the, the creator. Yeah. Um, it's the portal to hell. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada, yada. That it's got a... Did you say the whole, like, tunnels underneath it? That it's... Yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah. <coughs> Basically to, like, survive an apocalypse. Yeah. Um, For the the rich and elite. To, that's where they're supposed to be going to is the Denver airport. And that it's also... Because I want to do kind of, like, my own topic and on, on just the Denver airport. Because, like, it's supposed to be, like, a place that, like you can go to and it leads into the mountains and like there's apparently also like mountains of Colorado Spring. It's so far south of Denver that it's very close to Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs is it's only... It's in the middle of nowhere. It's in the middle of fucking nowhere. It takes 30 minutes to drive from the like when you start to enter the airport till you get to the airport. It takes fucking forever. And that's not even with traffic or anything like that. It's just like the absolute middle of nowhere. But it's so far south of Denver that people think that because it's also to the uh, west, which is close towards the mountains. So it, they think that it's a, a the entrance to the bunker because there's also supposedly a secret mountain, secret um, uh, base in the mountains as well from Colorado Springs. My dad has apparently been there. Very likely. Mm-hmm. So there's apparently like a whole like uh, nuclear fallout situation and I mean everything uh, that's just like they, they've got it all ready to go underneath there. And like I, I just... It's fucking, fucking wild. Yeah. Fucking likely. Yes. <laughs> uh, Archons. So it, it piggybacks off, off of um, shit. Uh, it doesn't piggyback off of shit. Of another thing I said. Pleroma. <laughs> Pl- so, okay. yeah. It's basically um, the same thing, except um, there are... <gasps> oh, my husband's oh. Um, There are... Entities here on Earth that are not gods of certain things, but they're demons. And they're mischievous. And they're devious. And that everything that's bad that ever happens is because of them, because they wanted us to do I think that's more of Christianity trying to say, like, you need to believe in God or else, like, these demons are going to come get you. I I think, yes, it piggybacks off of that, but not in the sense of that there are deities. Yeah. There are just demons. demons, which I could believe that more than the the. Which yes, I do think it kind of goes off of. Well, also they don't work for Lucifer. They don't work for the devil. Mm-hmm. They're just they're just. I'm here vibing, having yeah. a good time. Yeah, but that that's kind of leads down the the road of uh, like believing in ghosts and stuff like that. Maybe that's what ghosts are doing. Could, could be, be them. Be. Yeah. Um, this is what I think you might believe in is spiritual science. Yeah. So it's an idea that scientific things can be intertwined with spiritualism, like auras and auras, auras, auras. <laughs> chakras, um, that they can be explained with with a spiritual lens to unlock different answers to scientific questions. Mm-hmm. So, why is chair not why why hand not pass through chair? Mm. Because chair made of spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you would say that in science as, oh, it's made out of, made out of atoms that are solid, that are 
so closely knit together that the atoms of my hand cannot pass through. Oh, okay. Now I'm understanding. Sorry. But, I mean, that is deeper. Auras in the sense of, oh, have you ever seen an aura? You tell me, you told me last week that you, you thought that, like, sometimes you can see, I can like... I auras sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, like, colors around a, a person. Yeah. And it's, it is an energy that someone is exuding mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, that's spiritual science of the fact that, oh... I mean, I've seen different colored auras before, but generally they're not, like, bright. Yeah. Um, but say you're really fucking mad. Mm. Red. A light Red. pink. Yeah. And, oh, that's because that person is mad. Their body is chemicals, releasing chemicals that are changing the atmosphere around them to be a little bit more acidic or something. And that is part of uh, spiritual science. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I agree with that. I think that that's something that definitely exists. My thing is like understanding. It's not necessarily like um, it's understanding that the inner, that there's energies all around you and that like even that plant outside is giving off some sort of life energy to you um, and you can take that or not. And so like, uh, I mean, I took a, so, uh, a sociology of horticulture, uh, which was one of the craziest sociology classes I've ever taken. Uh, that was basically like explaining that humans need to interact with like seven plants a day for them to like ha- be happy, essentially. Uh, so that's why they always encourage like living plants in your office or like having windows to see plants outside and whatnot, because that in exchange of energy from spiritual energies from those plants gives you energy. So, I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's real. <laughs> I think that there's some truth to it. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, this is one of the nice ones. It's like, oh, oh, thank you for not, not making like, me too crazy. Machines are gonna come <laughs> eat your soul. Oh, oh, oh. This one's like, oh, you're doing great, honey. <laughs> Let these plants just give you so much life. <laughs> Sweetie, you're doing amazing. <laughs> um, and then there is the plane of... Oh, I'm going to go ahead and do a pause. Okay. <laughs> uh, what was I talking about? Uh, Esoteric knowledge? Well, we were t- talking about... We were wrapping spiritual up on spiritual science. science. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Planes of jars. So, a huge field of stone jars located in Laos. Um, the jars are generally between one and three meters in diameter. Okay. And they vary in heights. That's those are that's very large. They are carved out of single solid boulders. Um, and they have lids and everything. Uh, a few are decorated with pictures of lions and frogs, and the legend behind them is that a race of giants used to live in Laos. Well, isn't that kind of the idea behind the Easter Island heads too? Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Um and, of course, we would study them a little bit more, but during the Vietnam War, thousands of bombs were dropped in this area and have not exploded. So. Protections. So, it's a minefield. Uh-huh. Um, but they do believe that, or they don't know how they were created. I mean, what <clears throat> would people, I mean, they're huge. Yeah. They're like, the lid, or the, the opening is the size of this table. No, you said nine meters. It's longer than this table. One to three meters. Oh, I'm sorry. You said three meters. Uh, that's nine, nine feet. feet. Yeah, that's longer than this table. Yeah. 
And they're of varying heights. And if they have a lid on top of that and it's still also made out of stone, humans can't just put those lids on there. No. I mean, multiple humans could. Many humans would have to. A lid of a nine-foot radius made out of complete stone would be, have to be carried by several giant men. So, several large, strong men. Yes. Human men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, that's all we know. Well, that's like, the Easter Island Heads is also very similar to that idea because the Easter Island Heads are on an island that doesn't have trees. And the only way that people believe that they could move those statues were by doing like the like a rolling technique. So, unless they murdered all the trees on that island to put do logs that. to do that, there was no way they could have moved those statues by themselves. Like that's and because they're not on it's a, a, like a hilly island, so you couldn't just and they're buried like some foots beneath. The yes, ground. exactly. Yeah, not foot foots. foots. Several some foots. foots. <laughs> um, yeah, and we'll never know because mm. uh, they drop bombs. Yeah. Um. Uh, so then there's oh my god, Blah. the beacon of hate. Um, so discovered in June of 2000, a man was listening to a radio broadcast that was being broadcast locally. Um, after enhancing it, he found a looping broadcast of a man screaming that America was selling itself to, quote, the camels, and that pornography and religion should die and the apocalypse was coming. Um, and that was looping for about eight months. How did he discover this? Like... Just, I mean, shortwave radio. Yeah. Just surfing through the things, talking to truckers, surfing, and then stumbles upon, like, static with, like, Uh and then he decided to take the audio file and uh, enhance it and captured that. What the fuck? So So is that another reality that, like... Cross? I don't think so. No? I think that that is some... Ham radio situation? KKK white uh-huh. supremacist bullshit out in the middle of nowhere. Uh-huh. Where somebody's trying to broadcast those details out. And um, they're really shitty at their uh, stuff. Yeah. And um, he found it. I mean, I'm trying to, to make Create it logical. logical, yeah. Um, but it could be some kind of... Trying to push, uh, yeah, push something through an alternate reality, or I—I I mean, that sounds more logical. Because it honestly. is in the middle of—I I didn't get the state, but it was Midwest. Yeah, middle of flyover states. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> you can see nowhere. Middle of nowhere. Thank Curse you. I started to say it. I—I I started to say it. Would you say? Curse the cowardly dog. He lived in the oh middle of nowhere. nowhere. Yeah, then that's where a lot of crazy shit happens. So uh, hey. <laughs> Um, feral children, um, that the idea that every year there are children who are either sent out into the woods or wilderness alone, or they wander off and are just lost. Um, and then they live there in the wild and their physical bodies change and adapt to the environment around them. Wild people. Wild people. Very likely. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they change and adapt to their environment, probably not. so much, not. no. Uh, 
to the fact that they're like their bone structure is hardier or weaker than a city no, folk. That doesn't or their nasal passages change routes. No. Yeah. Um Th- that's that's full blown evolution that happens over hundreds, hundreds of, of thousands of years. years. So Jinx, Jinx. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's that antinatalism. So this leans towards the theory of singularity and secret societies, um, but it's the theory that as we get closer to these events, where the powers will try to control the populace, um, they will limit birth rates and actively encourage people to not have children. Well, China does it now. Yes, <laughs> but on, in the sense of nobody. Anywhere has any kids. Um, I don't think that that's too far of a thought, to be honest. Well, I'll, no one anywhere has any kids except the people that they want. Oh, to have kids. Mm, okay. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, a very, very structured sense of eugenics, like to the fact that the people that are in power, the people that are wealthy, only they have kids to okay. continue their bloodlines. Yeah. And everybody, all of us commoners just die off. Yeah. So that the genetics are pure. Yeah, but that uh, leads to a lot, as a geneticist, that leads to genetic diseases. Because what they want to do is that you want to breed everyone within themselves. And so that will not create enough uh, diversity in the population. Well, with that, that is a secret society problem singularity if the computer is deciding how to do it yeah that's true the computer the computer will be able to decide who like what genes are going to match up properly and like yep okay got it yep got him um charles fort was an american philosopher writer and researcher from the late 19th century he has the same birthday as me oh <laughs> um who theorized about events that were supernatural or occult and he researched a lot of them and is credited with discovering a lot of them um, including unexplained phenomenon such as teleportation. Oh, <laughs> he is the first one to write that down. That what if people could went move from one place to the other? Yeah. Wait. Um, when? What year was this? What late eighteen hundreds? Oh. Um, the reign of animals or in inorganic material. So it's raining fish, which raining is something birds. we've talked about mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Uh, spontaneous human combustion. That's uh, we've talked about that too, didn't we? Mm-hmm. No, you talked about the the sun the sun uh, situation, oh, wasn't it? I talked about that too, but I I thought I talked about spontaneous human combustion. I think we mentioned that. I don't know that it was a, a like a full topic, or it, maybe it was just like a, like a side topic situation. Basically, that humans can randomly just explode. Yeah, uh, and not just explode like catch on fire explode and they're burned into dust Mm -hmm. maybe i think you did talk about it i think i talked about a lady that had did it it. yeah uh and they like found like a a foot in a high heel yeah um ball lightning so ball lightning is a little confusing ball lightning is actually orbs or um spherical uh visual sensations of an entity okay so spirits yeah when i thought ball lightning i thought 
lightning <laughs> yeah, in the shape I mean, of a ball. Yeah. Well, I was thinking like a, like point lightning, where like lightning kind of just happens, which is also not that random of an idea that electrons and uh, positives and negatives just create. Here's a stretch of lightning. Go for it. Yeah. Like I mean, heat lightning is a is a thing that happens as a weather phenomenon where it's just like it's hot and there's too many electrons that are 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 just out there floating and creating too much pressure. So just lightning happens. There yeah. you go. <laughs> um, poltergeists, mm. levitation, mm-hmm. UFOs. Okay. Giant wheels of light in the ocean underwater. Wheels of light. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and the hypothesis that human disappearances could be extraterrestrial. So this this is all in the 1800s that he was like these are things that are happening. Yes. Oh. Great. Well, I think he I think that other people might have been thinking them, but he's the first one to write them down. Yeah. And so all of these occurrences are um, sometimes referred to as Fordian or mm-hmm. Fordiana. Mm-hmm. So he is credited with. I mean, when people talk about it, they mention him. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was cool. That is kind of cool. That he's the first one to write it, be brave enough to write them down and not be branded a witch and just be like written off. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Road to Ruta. So it's a comic book released in the 1980s given to school children designed by the U.S. government um, to teach school aged children about the ideas of scarcity and supply and demand. Um, they were given out in federal schools. Mm-hmm. Um, but. This man named Bix Weir read them to a little too deeply, I think, um, and he theorized that this was an attempt to return to the gold standard of currency instead of fiat currency. Okay. So he said that governments and the banking system are just trying to create so much wealth and ideas of money and it's not tied to anything, and they're just doing it for their own gain. Well, that and was that also we're all working into their system. That was also during the time of Reaganomics, where they're like, "Oh, everything's gonna tri- trickle down. Don't worry. Like, you know, the the money at the top is always gonna come back down to the you know middle class, and you know everything will be fine." Um, and that has, they've never heard about misers before, y- yeah, or hermits. That's never fucking happened. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he, he took it to an effect of not, oh, we need to turn to socialism. He took it to the effect of, oh, capitalism needs to be backed by a physical entity, element, product, gold, gold. We need to go back to where all the money is based on gold. Yeah. So that if you buy this amount... You get this gold. That would be... Ex- uh, which does our not life would be work. very expensive currently. Oh, well, I mean, it could be fractional to the point of where like $1 equals 1,378th of gold. What I mean is like gold is expensive now, so... Yeah, but I mean, if everything's based off of gold, mm-hmm. it's easier to be like... I mean, even if they wanted to, they'd be like, $1 equals... Point one, one ounce of gold. Yeah. And so one dollar essentially skyrockets up to be like, this house is worth a dollar. Mm-hmm. 
Um, where I mean, and thinking theor theories, what even is money? It's all nothingness. What is money? Uh-huh. It's just the fact that I did something. Somebody somewhere said that I got something for it. And then I get to have this, this piece of paper. Exactly. Well, even whenever they back in the day, people used to exchange gold, silver coins, things like that. Like, why? Do, why is this gold so important to you? Why does it matter? It was so much better when things were like, I can trade you the service for this goat. Yeah. Thank you. You know, I need to eat this goat for dinner tonight. You know, I mean, that may not be better, but it's no, more yeah. like comprehensible. Mm-hmm. We can understand. We oh, can trade you, a service for these you things. Get this for uh-huh. that. Yeah. But even still, if you dig that a little deeper, how is that? Are you sure that goat is worth it? Mm-hmm. Maybe know. it's a very skinny goat. It ain't got no meat. So I need your service plus give me uh, two shirts. Mm-hmm. Let me live with you for a week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. And I, I, I think that, in my opinion, probably... Definitely fiat currency is is more uh, plausible and a better idea than a gold standard. But it's still the fact that, like, the government is creating money. Yes, but that goes back to my my idea that's like, what the fuck is inflation? You guys can literally control what things cost. Like, Well, you know, they wouldn't have to if there were no such thing as loans. Oh, boy. (laughs) Because you give me $10 today, I give you $12 tomorrow. Uh Uh-huh. I'm not going to give you $10 today. You have to save your money. Uh Uh-huh. You have to wait until you get paid enough, and the money never gets any more, doesn't accrue any worth. Uh Uh-huh. So you have to get more, but who says I won't raise the price on you? Things are just constantly out of equilibrium yes in in money but then also interest is also like just a a math massive stupid thing well that if you don't have interest then you can't raise prices and prices are just the same forever yes that's that what i'm saying then we won't have i don't know (laughs) so more people are out there we Uh need more houses houses must get more expensive for people to buy them Otherwise, there's not a whole lot of space to create more houses. People must pay more for the house. Only people that can have the money get more house. It's, I mean, it's a balance of things all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that inflation is what makes the economy necessary. But... I also believe that you need to tax the shit out of people who make a lot of money. Would make too much money. <laughs> Take their fucking money. What do they need all that yeah, money for? Yeah, they don't need that money. <laughs> Take yes. the money, give it to people that don't have as much so that they can afford those so inflation is not something that people think about. And not just not give it to them. Make, make programs for people. Yeah, no. We're, <laughs> we're delving into... This is more political. Yes, we're delving into many other things. And I'm almost done. <laughs> okay. So... <laughs> Uh, Meteorological nihilism, and I talked about this earlier. Meteorological? Meteorological. So, a theory that basic items are not actually things. 
basic items are not actually things. This chair, not a chair. Because it's wood, screws, cloth, fabric. It's multiple different things that are just put together in the shape of a chair. Just the fact that it has legs, I just put those there, doesn't mean that they are connected in any way. They're not. If you can take them apart, this fabric we've woven together, the cotton beneath it woven together, the things in the side of it all woven together. It's only a chair because we call it a chair. But everything is separate. So if you think about that on a human level. We're not humans. Your hair. Mm, it's hair, but each individual cell in it is just keratin mm -hmm. that you can take apart. Everything in your body, organ systems. I mean, an organ, just take the organ out. It's just a heart by itself. The heart made up of muscles. Those are just muscles by themselves. Blood cells, individual cells. Take them apart. You can take the cells apart, too. Take everything apart. Everything's just atoms. Everything is just atoms. Wait, Why what's, does it what, all work together? Oh, I, I was like, what's the point of this? <laughs> How, it's just things together. What is it? Why Why are they cohesive? The, that's the, the theory of evolution, is finding out that these atoms began to work together to create things. But how? Why? Why do they work together? That's the why. We don't know. <laughs> Meteorological nihilism. Oh, boy. <laughs> Kegos were a race of people from western France and northern Spain, also western Germany, um, that were ostracized and treated with extreme prejudice to the point where they would be arrested if they, wore with, if they did not wear shoes because people were like, they get to wear, not, they don't wear shoes I'm barefoot. Their skin is touching the ground. I don't want to have to touch the same ground that they did with their bare feet, with their skin. Um, they were uh, not permitted to farm. There was a Kego who wanted to farm on his own land that he owned, mm -hmm. and they didn't permit him to. And when he started to, they um, gave him stigmata of, in the feet, stabbed him in the feet okay. to the ground. Um, they needed to ring a bell whenever they entered town to alert town folk of their presence. Um, and no one's no, no one knows where they ever came from or whatever happened to them because a group of Kago burned a record house that kept records of who the Kago were. And then they just could never tell a Kago from a regular person. So it was a group of, a group of something that came some some racial, uh, or I guess an ethnic group. Yes, that lived in France, and some Germany and some Spain, and people knew, oh, they're a Kago, and uh, we don't want to be anything associated with them. And then they burned the records. But they didn't look different enough from the people for somebody to be like, oh, they are Kago. So they couldn't tell anymore. Are they aliens? No. So what they believe, and before they were um, uh, segregated and made very obvious that they were Kago, they would be branded by sewing a, a goose's foot to their clothing. 
Okay. Um, so after that, once they burn <clears throat> that, they obviously burn their clothing. Um, some people believe, some of those people had believed that uh, they were a group of um, people that lost wars. Okay. So like people who didn't have a place to go home anymore. Not necessarily. Like the French had won against them in a war. Yeah, they were prisoners of war, and then their lands were taken, and um, they were ostracized from communities. And people just knew that they were different. Yeah, and they would just be treated as so. But there had been, and they weren't allowed to marry French people. They weren't allowed to have sex with French people. This is just a, uh, this is It's genocide. It's It's genocide, genocide. yeah. But it's to the fact where people, like, don't actually know that they're different at all. Yeah. They just assume, they just know from generations of, those people are different. Those people are different. Yeah. They live on the the other side of this wall or the other side of the the river or something like that, and they're always going to be different from you. And then whenever you you're tell better them, than they are, you're better than they are. Exactly. And then once the the construct is that they can't figure out who's different anymore, suddenly everything's normal. Everything's the same. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, deep sea la- deep sea lab tech. Um, the U.S. Navy created these deep underwater laboratories that were going to perform experiments, but they closed them. But they didn't tell the public that they... They told the public they closed them, but they didn't actually do it. Um, and then there's now a belief that there's these deep sea underwater, underwater laboratories where they perform all kinds of experiments that they don't want the government to know, or they don't want the people to know about. I believe that. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I mean, they do that in mountains all the time. I mean, they, they do that... Uh, they do that in laboratories that are <laughs> above ground, too. I mean, they get everything. <laughs> I just don't know that they're as deep as they lead us to believe they mm-hmm. are. Um, but do I believe that it's possible? Yeah. 100%. I mean, I, I you, but I, if you put a government laboratory 100 feet below the surface and suddenly a diver or a boat drove overhead or was driving nearby, the government would be like, Shoot them. Move. Kill them. Kill them. They're gone. Move them. Do something. Like... You have no way of knowing. The government does that to Area 51. And it's the middle of nowhere. Uh Uh-huh. The middle of nowhere for anyone to ever find out. They do it to all sorts of military bases. uh, Area 51. They do it all sorts of different places where it's like, you cannot fly near there. You cannot be near there. So how how would that be any different? If they're 100 feet below the surface or 3,000 feet below the surface? Like, no one's... They they know exactly how to be like, don't come near this. (laughs) Yep. Um, Hitler escaped inside the earth. Uh, so this goes back to Agartha uh-huh. um, and Admiral Byrd. So essentially they said that the uh, the Nazis found the entrance to the inside world and dug tunnels back to Berlin and then they escaped into the underworld. Upside down world. Which is what you talked about in uh, last week. Yeah, was, Agartha yeah. is the big city that's underneath the crust of the earth where yeah. the gravity is flipped and people just live there it's not i don't this doesn't no it's not um illuminati blood banks is where we'll end tonight um the illuminati drink the blood of young people to retain their youth and they have stored banks of all this blood mm-hmm. where they keep people young people to take their blood 
and then they let them go. Is that why Beyonce looks so fierce? Be- Be- it is what Kid Kardashian <laughs> gave those blood facials. <laughs> I just, no. I, the, the idea. I, I don't think that's very illogical. No. I think that people are stealing blood from young people. Oh. <laughs> You I, think that's real? Yeah. Yeah. There's a black market for everything. If you can there buy is. people, no. you can buy their yes. blood. I think that there is a black market that that's happening. Do I think that that is actually helping anyone? No. <laughs> it's definitely not helping. No. Anyone. But are they doing it? Yes. Probably. Absolutely. That like I 100% believe they are buying that people are stealing children from the streets in third world countries that it just like Human trafficking is alive and well in America. I don't. I don't mean just. Yeah, correct. I'm not saying that it's just third world countries because that is not the end all be all. But like I'm saying, like things, people just disappear across the the board and like being sold on like these little kids are being sold and their blood is being taken and sold to whoever. Uh, You're right. It's not just third world countries. And I'm just. I'm just thinking like people from villages where no one will know your name and suddenly it's gone. And I know that that still happens here. People from airports, Mm -hmm. people from uh, rest stops, anywhere. From some of the stories we've talked about, kids just disappearing in forests. The uh, forests of Appalachia. Uh People go missing every year there. Uh And there's cave systems down there Uh to where who knows where the people have gone. Yep. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm done. <laughs> that was the place that you want to stop at? <laughs> That's where I did stop. <laughs> You're like, but there's more to Tier 3. <laughs> there is there is much more to Tier 3. Oh, so then that's what we get to hear next week. Uh, yes. I love it. Okay, well, my, my uh, episode this week will go um, pretty quick. Uh, so this week I'm going to talk about uh, William Devin Howell. Uh, his name as a serial killer was Sick Ripper. Um, but I'll go through the victims real fast uh, here. So the first victim we have is Melanie Ruth uh, Camelini. She's a 29-year-old uh, mother of two from Seymour, Connecticut. She went missing on uh, January 1st of 2003. She had been uh, living in Waterbury, Connecticut, and was a, was last seen in the area with two men. Cameline was known uh, to have a substance abuse problem and would regularly disappear for long periods of time. Her body was discovered uh, buried behind a New Britain shopping mall and was identified in 2015. We then have our second victim, Janice Roberts, uh, a 44-year-old transgender woman from New Britain, uh, was last seen on June 18th of 2003. She was seen getting into Howell's blue van at a stop and shop in Westerfield, Connecticut. She was reported missing on June 24th, uh, so about six days later. Um, third victim, we have Diane Cusack. Uh, she's a 55-year-old New Britain resident, disappeared in mid-2003. mid so around June, July, somewhere in that area. Uh, police had con- con- uh, had last contact with her on July 9th during a uh, landlord-tenant dispute. Her remains were found behind a- the New Britain Shopping Plaza in 2007, and she was identified in 2011. Cusack, who had a uh, substance abuse problem, had been out of contact with her family for years and had never been reported missing. So she had l- contact with the police on July 9th and 
no one knew she was gone, which is super sad and scary. <laughs> uh, I'd like to think that my friends would be like, wow, Chris didn't show up to something. Where is he? Like, like that fucking bitch. I know. Like, but I'd like to believe that I'd, I'd be reported missing and not... Not, not, I'd like to believe that it'd be reported missing within at least a day. <laughs> oh, it would take not... me a week. <laughs> You're like, oh, I left this podcast, didn't show up on next Tuesday or next Thursday, and just be like, um. Give it a week. What, what, where, where's this bitch? Like, <laughs> give it a week, we'll see what happens. Oh, maybe he's just sleepy. <laughs> maybe he just, like, fell in a hole. <laughs> Bob's. <laughs> Hope he's. Alive. <laughs> like, well, what happened here? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's always been, like, a kind of a fear of mine. Is like, what happens if I, like, slipped in the shower and, like, cracked a rib and, like, couldn't, like, like, I'm, like, dying here? I don't know. How would I? Would, that's, you know. <laughs> that, was, that was, none of those words were English, but that's fine. Um, we go to our fourth victim, uh, Nilsa uh, Arizmendi. Uh, on July 31st of 2003, a woman told police that her sister, 33-year-old uh, Nielsa Arzamendi, Arzamendi, sorry, uh, had... What country are we in? Uh, we're in Connecticut. Okay. Uh, R is Mindy's boyfriend, a convicted, convicted, convicted drug dealer, was immediately a suspect uh, uh, in her disappearance, but was ultimately cleared after passing a polygraph test. The sister told police that R is Mindy was a heroin, heroin user and sex worker uh, who was living in a motel in uh, Westerfield. W-E-T-H-E-R-S field. Weathersfield. Oh, Weathersfield. (laughs) Took me five tries. It's fine. It's fine. I'm a 29 year old man that can't do uh, simple like Weathersfield. Grammar is silly. (laughs) English is. You understand singularity, but not grammar? (laughs) I know. I just listened to an hour of you talking about uh, conspiracy theories. that are very hard for a lot of people to understand. And I could not sound that word out. (laughs) Yeah. English is not easy. (laughs) So anyways. I I would like to recommend to you Hooked on Phonics. Third grade version? I would say first. (laughs) You could start from the beginning and kind of go from there. Pat. Pat. Pat? Oh, no. That's just Pat. It's Pat. Oh, you haven't seen that show. Um, Charity Shop Sue. Who? Charity Shop Sue. No, I don't know what that is. Okay. Okay. Uh, anyways, so she told a... Of them. Of them. They, they, so he told investigators that he and Ariz Mende were had uh, allowed Howell to stay overnight in their room and that he last saw Ariz Mende at 2.30 a.m. on July 5th, uh, 25th, 2003, when she got into Howell's van. Ariz Mende's body was found on April 28th, uh, 2015, along with the bodies of three other women. Uh, our fifth victim is Marilyn Gonzalez, a 26-year-old woman and two and the mother of two children who went missing in 2003 after she left her home in Waterbury, Connecticut. Her body was found behind the West Farm Shopping Mall in Farmington, Connecticut on April 28th of 2015. 
Uh, then we move on to our six. Joy Valine Martinez. Uh, Joy Martinez, 23, went missing on October 10th of 2003, but was not reported missing until uh, March, March 29th, 2004. So she was missing for six months. Uh, suspicion uh, arose when she did not show up for her birthday party. So you you show up to her birthday party. And she's not there. And she's not there. But her birthday, but she's been missing for six months. So what? that that's what, how, how do you, I don't They're know. planners. I, maybe. But how do you, um, I don't know. This it didn't make any sense. She went missing on October 10th, but was not, yes, please, was not reported missing until March 29th. Like, if, if she didn't show up for her, and I don't know when her birthday was, so I, I can't say that her birthday party was March 29th, but I also can't say that I would, if, if I didn't come to my own birthday party, and didn't respond to like calls or anything like that. Would you not be like, hey, something's wrong here sooner than that? So if her birthday was in October and didn't show up to her birthday party, you should probably report her as missing. Uh, but if her birthday was March, why did you show up to her birthday party? And also, <laughs> where did you? G- I don't know. I had a lot of a lot of questions about this and a lot of uh, uncertainties. Uh, so yeah, I, th- this one was, uh, a hard one for me. Uh, but she was last spotted, spotted in her hometown of East Hartford, uh, where she lived with her mother. Uh, oh, thank you. Uh, in high school, she had been a track star and at the time of her disappearance, she was unemployed. I thought that was the funniest line of, uh, my research because I was like, oh, she was amazing. And then she was unemployed. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't. Uh, that's, Thanks for they, the, the stellar reviews. I, I so I really hope that like if I disappear or something happens in my Wikipedia article, um, they they will write. Uh, Chris was head drummer during his high school, and he was unemployed to to twenty twenty for yeah. a year. <laughs> my eulogy for you would be like, Chris White did many great things. Um, none of which I can remember. <laughs> uh, it could be like a like a Chris White was a great person to some people, but not to many. <laughs> was a great person to some people, none of the time. <laughs> was great and very nice, never. <laughs> Lived as he loved. No one. <laughs> well, Marissa listens to this podcast, and I've known her since I was five. So, four, if you're five, say you're five. Uh, so, I'd love for Marissa to, to write a eulogy in some way, shape, or form, because she knew me from uh, five until now. And now she listens to uh, me being violently gay on a podcast. I remember so. when we were little kids, and we used to just dig in the ground, and now he's in it. <laughs> 
Thank you, everyone, for coming. <laughs> so, no one else is talking after this. Mercy, you were the first one. Yes, yes. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I can't take any more of this pain. We just can't handle Get it. Get these flowers out of here and send them somewhere where people deserve them. <laughs> Get those flowers away from my face. Also, the party's canceled. <laughs> the, that's what I told you. I want a party when I die. It's like, uh, like I don't need... No, I this, meant... Like, I meant a, oh. a, a a funeral, but I said party, and it's both canceled. <laughs> some some people are partying over there. It's fine. <laughs> I'm gonna go hang out with the protesters on the other <laughs> side of the road. Protesting my death. <laughs> don't bury him. I don't want to be buried. Burn him. <laughs> he should go burn, to hell with the other witches. Burn the witch. <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> Drinking whole things with my fingers. Drinking a white claw with with both hands. Mm. Mm, fall. <laughs> where's my pumpkin Tastes spice like, white claw? I know. Where's my pumpkin spice white claw? Um, what was I talking about earlier? Singularity. No. Uh, I was talking about white claws and white claw flavors and stuff like that. I don't remember. I was talking to Oleander about it. Why is there not just like plain grape? We talk about that too. Well, we've talked about this. We've talked about different white claw flavors that we wish we could have: kiwi or apple. apple. Kiwi apple is that would be apple cider. There's just like plain flavors that they don't have. Grep. Blueberry. Blueberry. Black. Oh, we have that. We have blackberry. Um, pumpkin. It'd, that'd be a kumquat. Everybody eats kumquats daily, so I don't understand why. Gooseberry. Coconut. Coconut. Coconut would be it. That'd be kind of lit, actually. All right, finish your topic. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, So, yeah. So, she was last about her in high school. She was trying to Her remains uh, were some of the first to be recovered from the shopping plaza area in 2007. And she was identified in 2013. Uh, Then we get Mary Jane Murnard. Mary Jane was murdered? Uh Uh-huh. Murnard. Murnard. Uh, M-E-N-A-R-D? Yes. Menard. I, but I like to put the emphasis in the wrong syllable, so. Why did you add an extra R? Minard. You said Murnard. No, I said Minard. No, you said Murnard, and That's I was fine. like, oh, because she was murdered. Murnard. Murnard? Yeah, it was just my my accent. Menard. 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 Uh, I'm not French. Uh, a 40-year-old substance abuse. Are you from Turret? No. <laughs> Yes. Uh, a 40-year-old substance abuse counselor from Waterbury uh, went missing in a New Britain in October 2003. Her remains were found in the shopping plaza in 2007. All seven victims disappeared in 2003, and the cases remained unsolved for months uh, until William Devin Howell became a suspect in R.S. Mendy's disappearance in April of 2004. So it took almost a year when people started disappearing for them to be like, oh, we have we have a potential suspect. Uh, also, the fact that he created a, uh, what he called a garden uh, of where he was planting his, planting into victims. Yeah. Oh. Um, behind a shopping mall. Uh, yeah. Was, I don't like this reality. Yeah. Let's I do a different let's, let's go back to, to yeah, let's switch realities here. Let's, you know, <laughs> make a deja vu moment. Moment. Uh, let's go to the multiverse where he's a doctor. Yeah. And he doesn't, he, he was like, oh, oh, like I saw this thing where like instead of 
you know, dissecting people, I... Cured brain cancer. Aw, what a pure reality. Yeah, I don't know. That's too much. Uh, so police seized his van in North Carolina and discovered that several of the seat cushions had been removed, but blood from two people was found underneath some carpet. Uh, DNA taken from Ars Mendi's relatives determined that one of the blood samples was 99% certain to have come from Ars Mendi. Uh, I have to ask, and I could not figure this out, was why was your van in North Carolina if you're from Connecticut? Um, or in Connecticut. So I think that he, like, sold his van, or he was in North Carolina, uh, because it also didn't say where he was arrested. Um, and so I'm like, okay, so when he was in North Carolina, was he also murdering other people? Because you guys took almost a full year to figure this out. Yes. That's it. People get murdered in North Carolina. Yes, that's they're murdering. Yes, because uh, I mean, we look at this. We've seen it time and time again with all sorts of different places and people where it's like you traveled across state lines or went somewhere else that was not this little area that we're specifically focusing on, and other shit was happening. Uh, I mean, we look at the Candyman, and that's something that we will still never know to this day. But like, there were periods that he did not have the two little boys that were following him around. Uh, to tell us the story after he was dead, so he could have absolutely and hundred percent was killing uh, more children. more children and more people. I saw recently on KHOU mm. that they were exhuming a backyard in Pasadena, and they found bodies. They didn't say they found any bodies, but they were looking again. Yeah, because. There's probably bodies there. He lived there for, for quite some time. But that's also a fear of mine because you know what street they live on now? You live Co- on Harvard Street? No, I live on, on Columbia Street. Oh, my God. That, like, and that's two blocks down from where he was at in the Heights. Like, that's fucking... Dead bodies under your home. I don't think under my home, but I think they're under someone else's home down there. So I'm like... Yours. Uh, I have to question. What do you get? What's going? What's on? What's what's, what's over there? Singularity. <laughs> All comes back to the same. Oh thing. yeah, does it? <laughs> All right. Uh, so they also found six videotapes of Hal having bizarre sex with women. Uh, but the videos what were constitutes sh- bizarre. I don't know. I didn't ask. I didn't want to know more. Uh, That's very um, personal. I, and I believe in solipsism, so my conscience is the only thing that exists. So no one else's. What does bizarre mean to you? Ah, uh, someone spit on me. <laughs> That's bizarre. Too much reference to Teletubbies. <laughs> furries. Oh, uh, there were furries at the Renaissance Festival. They they just and this was broad daylight. Like I was They're like getting oh. bold, and I was like that. I'm very happy for you being yourself, but do I think that you need to be doing it in broad daylight where there's children around? Because I'm a parent now. Yeah, but like no. the, these furries were not like s- overtly sex. They were not sexual in uh, appearance. Okay, but <clears throat> it's 80 degrees. Y- yeah. Yeah. It's too hot. Yeah. But then again, I was mostly naked, so. And people thought you were a degenerate, too. I was. <laughs> it's Degenerates Weekend. <laughs> uh, also, there was a lot of gays at Renaissance Festival. Like, a lot of gays. I, like, was looking around, like, 
uh, gay. Gay, 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 gay. Basically, gay, everyone gay, whose gay. costumes were like really A plus. It was just a whole group of of guys, and I was like, "You guys are all." <laughs> Who is your seamstress? Yeah, honestly, you guys are all gay. Like, <laughs> there's no question about this. <laughs> um. Anyways, so yes, bizarre sex with women, but the videos were shot in a way to ensure that their faces were not clearly visible. So they think that the 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 women in these videos were either. More prostitutes, because uh, most of these women, I'm sorry, not prostitutes, sex workers, uh, correcting my own uh, mental issues prejudices. there. Pre- prejudices, you're right. Um, and But hey, if the singularity is real, what does it matter? It's my consciousness. Uh, yeah, so um, they uh, could have been more sex workers uh, or they were these women. So we don't know. Um yeah. Uh, because R.S. Mendy's body had not yet been found at the time, Hal was charged with first-degree manslaughter. He was later also charged with, uh, with witness tampering after threatening another inmate. In January 2007, shortly after the trial began, Hal entered an Alford plea deal uh, to first-degree manslaughter, meaning that he did not admit to the crime, but conceded the prosecution probably had enough evidence to get a conviction. He's like... I didn't do it, but I bet you could probably find out that I did. So I'm going to go ahead and just like send myself to jail. Um, at the sentencing, uh, Hal continued to insist that he did not kill R.S. Mindy, uh, arguing that the bloodstains were from a physical fight that R.S. Mindy had in the van with her boyfriend, uh, who was the drug dealer. So they were like, he was like, he's a bad guy too. Uh, and they got in a fight and there's blood, but like, I didn't kill her. Wink. <laughs> like, Okay. Uh, he also tried to get his Alfred plea deal thrown out later, claiming that he had only entered the plea because his public defender pressured him to. Uh, Hal was sentenced to 15 years in prison. So he gave this plea, then was later like, please get this thrown out uh, because I was pressured into doing this, but I didn't kill her. So he, I guess he got to a point where he thought that he could get away with it. And even though they had all this evidence against him, because they really didn't have any evidence against him for anything else for the longest time. Uh, so if he didn't have this, the blood in his van from her, then he probably wouldn't, probably have, wouldn't have gotten caught. Yeah. Until he did it again. And yeah, exactly. Uh, just weeks later, a hunter in the, uh, apparently a hunter just went hunting behind the shopping mall. Uh, found, as one does. As one does. Uh, found human bones behind the West Farm Shopping Mall in West Hartford, Connecticut. They were later identified as uh, Cusack, Martinez, and Menard. Uh, more remains were discovered in April uh, on April 28th of 2015, and they were identified as Arismendi, Gonzalez, Camellini, and uh, Wistnant. Uh, so they found all seven of the victims that I listed above. Uh, after 2007 and 2015. So took some time to find them all, uh, but because this happened in three. Uh, so it was 12 years before they even found all of the bodies. Well, all the bodies, quote unquote. So uh, Hal later told a cellmate that there was a monster inside of him, as you talked about. That's, we're, we're relating things together. Uh so he described himself as a sick ripper, uh, which led Hal to being referred to the sick ripper as, uh, by some uh, media outlets. Uh, he also told the inmate that he kept one of the women's bodies in his van for two weeks because it was too cold outside to bury her. 
So during that time, he slept next to her and called the victim his baby. Hal later cut off the tips of her fingers, dismantled her bottom jaw, and disposed of the body parts in Virginia. Uh, So I can only imagine that he broke her bottom jaw off for nasty circumstances. Um, So on November 17th of 2017, Hal was sentenced to to six consecutive life sentences after pleading guilty for the murders of Cusack, Martinez, Menard, Gonzalez, Camelini, and Wistnot. So he'd already been sentenced for Ars Mendy. Uh, so I guess that was not like a... Like, it, we focused on six other people instead. Uh, he cried and apologized to the families of the victims during his sentencing, calling his actions monstrous, cowardly, and selfish. So, you don't get to cry after you... Mur- well... Yeah. Huh. You don't get to You don't cr- get to cry after you did some shit wrong. Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh, uh, you're not supposed to say that. Oh, well. We're just supposed to have everyone assume. Assume. Uh, so he told the court that he de- uh, deserved the death penalty, which was abolished by the Connecticut Supreme Court in 2015. Uh, so a book was written called His Garden, Conversation with a Serial Killer, which is an autobiographical and biographical true crime novel by the true crime author Ann K. Howard that was written by uh, written about Hal. Uh, a practicing attorney, Howard uh, first contacted Hal in July of 2015 when he was serving his 15-year sentence for the murder of Nilsa Arismendi. Uh, he was about to be charged for the remaining six murder murders after pleading guilty to the remaining six murder charges on September 8th of 2017. He exclusively gave detailed confessions to Howard in letters and recorded phone calls. Uh, in 2017, like I said, while already serving 15-year uh, prison, sentence, prison sentence for manslaughter, he was sentenced to six consecutive life sentences. Uh, a life sentence in Connecticut is 60 years in prison, meaning he was sentenced to 360 years in prison, uh, which he is currently serving at Cheshire Correctional Institution. Uh, he is considered one of the most prolific, no, the most prolific serial killer in Connecticut history. So, Yep. That's Connecticut for you. And this that, this is recent. I mean, within our lifetime. That's a small state, too. Mm-hmm. So I thought about this in the shower um, whenever I had looked this up. Uh, I was like, okay, so we look at serial killers, and, like, you have your major ones, like Ted Bundy, uh, John Wayne Gacy, uh, I mean, the Golden State Killer, um, the Zodiac Killer. It's like... These get a lot of, like, massive media attention. But this man killed seven people. And, like, we didn't hear about this. Because I feel like in the probably 50s through the 90s, it was very easy to be like, there are villains out there. And if you're not careful, they're going to get you. They do that now. They do. Because it, but you... it's, it's less of a, a people telling their children... If you are bad, this is what will happen to you. Um, and nowadays, it's like, it doesn't matter if you're bad or not. Yeah. It could just happen to you. Yeah. That's valid. So, always be vigilant. Well, then, so then that makes, uh, that just goes into the next question. Like, didn't your, did your mom and dad ever tell you, like, don't flash your brights at people who have their lights off? Because, like, there's people who are out there that, like, had their lights off that, like, are waiting for people to flash their brights out. And then they'll, like, turn around and follow you and then they'll kill you. 
No. That. But that's something that happens. That. That's like I don't know if that just like happened one time and like that was a situation, but like um, I've been told this so many times from my mom. Like there's instances of it happening out there, but um, I think that it relates more to gang initiations. Now. Yeah, yeah, and we all know that those happen. So. Yeah, but then also like how do we know if it's just gangs or serial killer? I mean, it could be gangs, but I mean, could be both. Could be both. You're right. So like, I don't know. And, like, serial killers still exist among us. I mean, like, one of the, the ones that I talked about recently in Canada, the one that was burying people in the, his uh, his uh, landscaping for customers, uh, like, he was, in 2010, doing things on Grinder and killing people. Like, fucking wild. So, serial killers are not just something that happened back in the 70s and 80s or before that. These things are still happening now. That's what, like, I kind of... I don't want to say like this one, but like was intrigued by this one because this this happened in the early 2000s and we didn't find bodies for four years and then 12 years because they found three and then four. So, yeah, it's wild. Shit do be wild. The singularity is wild. We're still doing it. (laughs) Um, Anyways. Of course. We'd We'd like like to thank our sponsor, Economy Works, a freelance talent network that connects professionals with project work. If you're a company that needs help with writing job descriptions, conducting marketing analysis, managing your social media platforms, Economy Works has an extensive talent network of freelance professionals ready to help you do more with less. Economy Works. When we work, the economy works! Find out more at economyworks.com. That's E-C-O-N-O-M-I-W-O-R-K-S.com. The economy works. Yeah! (laughs) Just singularity. Singularity. Uh, Well... After thanking our uh, Economy Works sponsor, we'd also like to uh, shout out to our sister podcast. What if in an alternate reality, we didn't? What if we didn't? Then the timeline would shift. But we're going to, though. But we're going to. We're going to. In this timeline, we have a sister podcast. Let's Let's talk talk about about gay stuff. Let's talk about gay stuff brings you all of the uh, gay history that you need to know. Uh, We're talking about every week in gay history, there's something that's going on. Because there is history every single week about LGBTQ plus icons. LGBTQ. Los LGBTs icons. Uh, so you can listen to us on Let's Talk About Gay Stuff uh, com. Let's Talk About Gay Stuff on uh, Instagram and Facebook and Talk Gay Stuff on Twitter. You can also send us an email at uh, Let's Talk About Gay Stuff at gmail.com. <coughs> <laughs> also. <coughs> <laughs> Our, di- <laughs> our, our poor dying. Uh, help me. Help me. I'm poor. She's uh, here to talk to us. It's the Irish Poopy Podcast. Our Rupee Podcast. Whatever. Our Rupee Podcast. Italian. Our, you got it? Our Rupee Podcast. Our Rupee Podcast. You, you got to do the, 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 the she's fingers. She's Ukrainian now. Okay. It's place to find lots of. <laughs> Uh, televised <laughs> content for you to listen to and enjoy. Please come. Please come. Send email to 
our rupee podcast at ourrupeepodcast.com. <laughs> and uh, there is availability for us on Instagram at our rupee podcast. She's actually just a scary Ukrainian woman. Don't talk while I'm talking. <laughs> And our rubypodcast.com is available for website to view. Welcome. Thank you. And, and see. see. <laughs> no. And remember to <laughs> hit movie with it. <laughs>